welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. different today. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Okay. Um, I, I've asked this uh, last week. Um, I'll ask it again this week. Have you been blessed by our Liberty Series? Amen. Last week we, we closed out that chapter uh, of that series. And as we were talking as pastors, we were trying to figure out, man, what are we going to do for the summer? And so, um, you can see, we're going to go through the book of James. Amen. Um, and um, can y'all restart that clock? I guess a negative 44 minutes. I wasn't that long, was I? Can y'all restart that, please? Amen. Praise God. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, we started James. Um, and, and the theme uh, for James is right here. Your faith works. Your faith works. And, and, and what, what the kind of, what I want to do today, but also what the pastors um, even would agree on, is we want to say bye-bye to stagnant Christianity. Yes. Yes. We, we want to have, yes, we have, and this is something, I don't care what you say. You, you can't say this about Family Fellowship. You get God's word. It just is what it is. You, you're getting God's word. We ain't, we ain't exalting ourselves, our own knowledge. We are preaching God's word faithfully. We are uh, 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 toiling. And, and we're, we're, listen, it, we'd be up for hours and hours and staying up and for hours <laughs> um, to make sure we rightly divide the word of truth. And so you get uh, God's word. Um, this is feeding back, so I'm going I'm to take it off and switch, okay? Different means of uh, all this. Can you grab this for me, please? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Um, and so, uh, again, I've lost my train of thought. All right, here we go. Back. Got it. Um, so you, you get God's word, and, and, and that's the right belief. You have the right belief, orthodoxy. But I want us to be people that have orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Yes, sir. Orthopraxy is the right practice, how you do what you know. Yes. Good. And so what, 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 what I believe James does is he doesn't pull punches. James is like, y'all need to get it together. I'm not going to dance around these ideas. I'm not going to pity pat with you. No, this is what it is. And you know this. I'm not talking to a people who don't know. I'm talking to a people who know what the right thing is, but aren't doing the right thing. Christian Liberties was a way to help us frame how we think. We know 
how to live out. We know that, you know, some of y'all was walking away and y'all was free. But thank the Lord I can do this because it's a freedom. Some people was like, Dag, I got to give that up. Just one last time, Lord. But, but, but what James does, it says, it's time to grow up. It's time to put away childish things. Let's take this Christian life seriously. And so today, what I want to do is I want to read uh, the, the text we're going to be in. I want you to look at it on the, the mega screen. Go ahead, y'all can put that up. I just want you to just, just read it. No, don't say anything. I, I'm going to read it, but I want you to follow me as I read it. James chapter 1. Verses 1 through 4. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes dispersed abroad. This is random right here, but greetings. Consider it a great joy, huh? My brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. If I could tag this text in our exchange today, I would like to tag it purposeful proofing. Purposeful proofing. Father, help me now to say what only you would have me to say. Preach me, Jesus. Give me the words of clarity, concision. Give me conviction of heart. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Purposeful proofing. James chapter 1. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. James did not wait, so neither will I. It's not about you and me. This is a hard message, so just go ahead, buckle up. Don't email me, because this is God's word, so It's never been about you and I. It's currently not about you and I, and it never will be about you and I. James, out of the gate, says, it ain't about me. Watch this. James says, I'm a servant. James is not interested in the fluff. Because, watch this, James has the right to say certain things. What is James? You're looking at me funny already. James is a leader of congregations. James is an apostle. He's an elder. James is the brother of Jesus. Now, if I was Jesus' brother, <laughs> I'd be like, it'd be like, 
forget just first name, Vernon Mobley Jr., brother of Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and watch this. I, I would probably be like, you know what I mean? Hey, I, I know Jesus. Oh, you, you can't walk. Hold on one second. I got some for you. I got you. Jesus! <laughs> they hurt over here. I need you. Come on, come on. See, I told you I knew somebody. I would play on. Y'all leave me by myself. Y'all act like y'all had power next to you that you would use. <laughs> but James says, forget all that. I'm a slave to God. Wow. A slave? I'm a, I'm, I'm a bond servant. To the king. Yes, I, I, I am. Look, me and Jesus watch morning cartoons together. <laughs> but I'm a servant. We wrestled, and I put him in the headlock one time. Just one time. <laughs> I'll let everybody know it. But that's not important. That's why I didn't put it in, in my writing. I wanted you to know that I'm a servant mm. of God. Mm. Y'all know my credentials. Mm. Y'all done read my bio. Mm. Why? Because the people he's writing to are believers. They know who he is. And so he says, I'm not interested in the fluff of introducing myself because there's somebody else I want to introduce and he's better than I am. James rushes to the point. He says, I'm a servant. James displays servanthood. He says, if you want to call me anything, call me a servant. What, in, what is important is not my title, not my degree, not who I know. It's that there is a good and gracious God who's called me out of my filth, and as long as I have breath in my body, I will serve him. James telling you, uh, y'all going to see the shift in, in, a, in a hot second. Watch this. James says, I'm a servant. It's, uh, it, it is only his servanthood to the Lord that matters to him. The theme of this letter is this. How shall we live as servants to the Lord Jesus Christ? Y'all know what we've been talking about. Y'all have heard sermons preached. How do you live it out? James says greetings. And then he says, right away, consider it a great joy why, brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials? What are you talking about? Consider, like the way the ESV says it, count it all joy. 
my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various child. Notice that James says consider or count. Some translations say he doesn't say feel all joy. He says consider. He says this, this word means to calculate. Watch this. He doesn't care how you feel about the situation. Wow. He says, count it joy. He says, y'all are dispersed. Y'all have not been in your homeland. You're all over the place. And watch this. As you're spread out, diaspora, as you're spread out, you're experiencing persecution. And the first thing you say to me is consider joy? Have you lost your mind? You ain't going to acknowledge that I'm in this suffering right now? You, you mean you're not going to sit and listen to me for five hours before you get to say a word? That's why some of us like counseling so much. Because they just let you talk. <laughs> and you talk and you talk and you talk. And then they finally look up and they say, oh, you're out of time. And you say, yes, I didn't got all my, all my stuff out. But you didn't get nothing to take away. James says, yeah, I, I, I know it already. I know persecution has happened to Christians. I know that. But consider joy. Watch this, if left up to us, we would calculate and say, do, 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 suffering. There's no joy that can be a part of this. Difficulty, for us, difficulty is the absence of joy. How do I know? Because you always are saying, why me, Lord? Why do I have to? Why? Why, why do I have to experience this? Let me show you some, some of our responses. Some of us, in trials, we respond like this. Fear. What will become of me? Um, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Anger. How can they do this to me? Yeah. How? What? How dare you? Here's one, self-pity. Why won't they just pat me on the back? I am suffering. <laughs> Help lift me up. Now, let, 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 me, let me just clarify. I'm not trying to make fun of your suffering. I know it's hard. Here's, here's the crazy part. The first book of the Bible I ever studied was Joe. Worst mistake I made in my life. <laughs> I was like, I should have did like a song or something like, oh, magnify the Lord, you know, or something about owning something and getting riches and all that. I should have did a passage like that. Because now I felt like, man, you know, if I would have read something like that, I wouldn't have had to suffer.
But, but we have this disposition as if, oh, oh me, I know it's hard. But what does James say? Consider. Here's another response. We envy people around us. Here's the question. Why aren't, we, why aren't they suffering like me? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I had the response like that. I said, Lord, I got here in junior high. Junior high. I had to play drums, started there, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> Faithfully served. Came to whatever was happening. Youth ministry, started there, was just, I was one of the first youth at Epiphany Fellowship. It was like four of us. And I think only two of us came every time. <laughs> Grew up here. Got with brothers here. Found my good thing here. Oh, bless God. And, and I said, what? They, they don't even come to church. <laughs> but I got to suffer. I, I, look, Lord, I tried to get another job, but that fell through. I tried to go to college, and, and literally, the school that I was in shut down and like went bankrupt. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, see, and then I, I didn't run again. I came right to the church and I said, Lord, I'm going to serve. Amen. But then I look at people and stay, they get to start 100 businesses, <laughs> start school, drop out, another school, drop out, forget school, back to school. And I'm like, man, I, uh, hello? Am I by myself? Uh, it's real. Y'all, y'all, it's real. Oh, it's, okay. This, Pastor Nari did say, he said, it's a hard message this morning. I said, okay, <laughs> here we are. But, but I had that response. Lord, look at that, like, come on. Here's another one, confusion. Why is this happening? Let me tell you something else that happens when we go through trials. We stop praying. We stop coming to church. We stop answering the phone calls of our Christian friends because we don't want to hear it. If you tell me about Jesus. <laughs> People pick up your phone like, hey, Jess is calling you. And he'd be like, no, don't tell her I'm here. She going to tell me to, to just read my Bible or something or come over and try to talk to me. Let me wallow in my sadness. Trials, when trials come, they are not the time to rejoice less. When sickness comes, it's not the time to pray less. When loss comes, it's not the time to love less. Good. And that's what James is getting to. He's saying, when it happens, and it will, yeah. press in. Yeah. Now you sit in here and you say, man, I'm, I didn't press in, I'm so mad. Okay, watch this. If you're not in it now, or coming out of it, you're about to go in it. 
three seasons for the Christian life. This is the, I'm telling you, I had to do this, read the text before you did. I had to wrestle with it, spend time with it. Three seasons, you're going in one, you're in it, or you're coming out. It's going to happen. And the question is, how do we respond? James says to do this, count it all joy, not in the suffering, because suffering hurts. Count it in the joy that God is up to something. And the reason why we clap like that is because we like, Lord, if you don't tell me what it is right now, no, I don't want to go through it. Here it is. Have your, have your moment. Lord, this is tough. This is hard. I don't want to go through this. But James encourages you not to stay there. Don't be up there talking about some, ah, you didn't give me that. You put me through this again. Because he's doing something in the trial that you're in. And the thing, how we know, is your response to the thing. James says, consider, 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 consider. It's about perspective. If you look at life as if it's, here it is. If you look at life as if this is it, you got it all wrong. It's, it's good to be here, but you got it wrong. For those who believe in Jesus Christ, this is not it. Now, 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 here it is. Will God honor your sacrifice? Will he bless? Yes. But you have to have all of those things with an open hand. Let me keep moving. There, there was a father and a son who went to art gallery, and it was a big space in the middle, and there was this beautiful piece of art. But it's, it was abstract. And so there was a way, there was one door that you should go in, but then there was an exit. The son ran around the exit real fast, and the, the father was like, where, where did my son go? He came in through the entrance, and, and the son was standing at the exit. And he said, Daddy, I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense. Everybody's saying, ooh and ah, but this doesn't look good. And the father said, son, what are you talking about? I, I can see how beautiful it is. I can see that this is placed here, and this looks really nice there. And he said, Dad, I, I just don't see it. I, 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 for, for the life of me, I don't understand. He, he realized that his son was on the other side uh, where he couldn't really see how beautiful it was. And so he had to grab him, and he said, son, if you stand here, you'll see how beautiful it is. That there, it looks like a mess. But when the artist designed this, he had a spot in mind to look at this and say, how beautiful it is. Are you looking at your trial from the exit? Are, 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 are you observing it and you're trying to figure it out? Sometimes you, you may never figure it out because your ways are not his ways. And your thoughts are not his thoughts. But if you just align to what at least his will is, you'll be able to see some things 
are a little clearer when you stand in the spot where God will have you consider it joy. It's, it's rough. It looks like it's chaotic and it looks a mess, but if you stand in the proper spot, sometimes he'll give you a glimpse of how beautiful it is. Perspective. He then goes on and says, because you know, stop. Because I know what? You, you, again, these are people who are believers, Jewish converts who have now been scattered. They know God's word. But they're being persecuted, and they have to be reminded that what you are going through is producing something. Mm. Yeah. It says it here that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Yeah. Some translations say perseverance. What is it that we need to endure? Isn't that the question that you have sometimes? What is it? You ready for it? This is going to blow your mind. It blew, it blew my mind. Hold on to your seat. You ready? Here it is. You need to endure this life. <laughs> for, <laughs> we have a hard time because we actually like it here sometimes. We really feel like, man, I bought that house. I did a good job with decorating. Lord bless me with this money. Man, I got a family. I, this, is, this is the life. And that is the worst phrase for you to say about this earth. <laughs> the worst thing you can say is this is the life. Mm. Mm. Once again, does he give you things that you can enjoy? Yes, but this ain't it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's not it, y'all. You have to live as if you are foreign. If you live, look, if you have this perspective, You'll look at Christian liberties, and you won't be arguing about the little stupid, silly things. Because you're like, well, if I got to give it up, okay. This ain't it. There's a restored body. There's a renewed body. And that is better and more uh, uh, satisfying than anything I could do here on earth. Can't no drug get you high enough to make you feel like, oh, this is it. In comparison to what, what, like, what all of this is going to be when Jesus returns. Yeah. It falls flat when you put it up in a comparison. It doesn't even, like, to forever be with the creator. You are called to endure this life. I know, look, I, I want to enjoy it just as much as everybody else. But I'm also like, man, I'm tired of suffering. Mm. 
Just a field, a, a forever, I don't know. Just, I don't want to suffer anymore. I'm, I really don't. I don't. I don't want this to be. I want us to have a, a nice whatever. We get a house, a pool, a, a car, truck, whatever. I want all of it. I want it all. Don't nobody want to suffer? If you're acting like you do, just stop it. You're lying to yourself. It's not fun. Your trials are producing something. James, in James chapter 5, I don't know which pastor has this. This text, well, God bless y'all, whatever one. I'm just going to read it here. But it says, James chapter, chapter 5, verse 11. See, we count, a, we count as blessing those who have endured. Yeah. You have heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. This is the part I love. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Job didn't just lose his family. He lost, like, he, he had to, it was a loss, and then there was a waiting period. Until God actually, like, restored some things to him. Yeah. That people were saying, just curse God. Just curse him. His friends were just, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, oh, ugh. And I think the, the, the old saints had a, had a deep theology. He may not come when you want him. Yes. But he'll be there right on time. And here's the problem. We have mental stopwatches on God for him to bless us. Here it is, because I know nobody carries like an actual stopwatch. It's probably on your phone. Delete the app. Get the stopwatch off of God's timing because watch this, God works outside of time. And you saying that God is going to come through when I want him to come through makes you God and not him. Because you think that you, you're like God is some type of puppet. And you're the puppet master. All right, God, here you go. You're about to make a way out of no way. It don't work like that. You can't add not near day to your life. You can't sustain yourself in and of yourself. You're not God. Humble yourself. But why? Because that's what the text is, is going to point to. Here's, here's another one. I'll, I'll talk about endurance one more time because that, some people just need to be encouraged. First, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you among God's church, about your perseverance and faith in all of the persecution and affliction that you are enduring. You mean there's boasting about me going through trials? Mm. But why is there boasting? Because we see endurance that you went through it. Mm. 
You're being built up. I don't enjoy the suffering, but I do enjoy what God is doing in it. Yes. Yes. Amen. James doesn't care about how you feel, if you feel joyous. He says, consider it. Calculate it. Because the one who created you is doing a major work Watch this, not just around you, in you. Yes. And if you humble yourself quick enough, he'll do something with you too. Mm. Amen. He resists the proud, mm. but gives grace to the humble. Mm. Amen. You want to be used by God? Humble yourself. This is one of my favorites. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and, and sin that easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. What is the race? This life. You gotta run. But there's going to be obstacles that you can't get around. He's using them for your good. And if you think you, God is sitting here like, I'm, I'm going to tempt them, and I'm going to, yeah. No, how about this? You're a sinful person, and your natural inclination is to sin. He's not tempting you. The test and tempting is two different things. He doesn't tempt, James says. He tests, though, to see if you're going to endure, if you're going to stay fast, hold fast to him. There is tests that come. There was a, um, a builder who was building this bridge. Um, in between the canyon. And when he, set, when, when he, when he built it, uh, to test it, he took um, the train cars. But he, what he did was he put more than, uh, he, he added extra load to the train cars. Then he, they drove the train onto the middle of the bridge and let it sit there for a day. And, and one of the guys asked, he said, one, one of the workers said, are you trying to break this bridge? And the builder said, no. I'm trying to prove that the bridge won't break. A lot of us are saying, Lord, I'm carrying all this stuff. And I'm just, I can't do it anymore. I just, I just, there's so much stuff. But you don't see that he's building something in you. He's helping you. No, there's nothing else. <laughs> Let patience have this perfect work. <laughs> but he's building something in you. Siri, Lord have mercy, Jesus. She always trying to help me. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, sir. But he's literally, 
if you just saw that, that he is the one who is always with you, you'll look at the trial and the heaviness in a different light. It, it, we always use this analogy, but somebody who's a spotter. Go to the gym, sit down in the bar, then you, you sit there, you, you get, you know, the first about three are just smooth. Back, back, back. And then, you know, that struggle joint that come down like that. <laughs> and you start pushing up. Oh, that's one, that's, woo, I'm at four. I gotta give you one more. And then you just come down and it's like, <laughs> it's like you about to die. Cause you don't know how to, Chris laughing back there, he probably benched like 5,000. But you're sitting there and, you're, and, and you're, you're trying to push up and it feels like your muscles are tearing apart. And you need somebody to help and that's why you have a spot. That even when it feels heavy, I'm gonna push you past what you think you can do. Because I'm with you and I got, even though you're sitting on the bench, I still got my hand on it. And because I have my hand on it, I'm always in control to lift it if I feel like it's getting way too hard for you. But I'm still gonna put you in this place because I want you to build up some muscle. So that the next time you get here, you'll be able to go five straight. And then now we're working on 10. And once you get to that, about nine, and you're still doing that, and you say, I, I, but God is sitting there, he's saying, I got this, as long as you keep pushing. He's building something in you. Don't look at your trial as another thing. Look at it like another thing God can use. To help me grow. Now, cry your tears. Cry. But don't leave your community. Journal. But don't stop coming to church. Express how you feel to your God. He says, come to me. He already know. Just come. I'll provide ways to help you navigate your trial. But know that I'm doing something in you. What is he, what is he doing? Here it is. For let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature. Watch this. And complete. I thought that was it. Lacking nothing. <laughs> He's how you used to think through things. After you, after you see God make ways, if you still think in the same way you did before you went in it, you ain't mature. You ain't learned nothing from me. Here, here's, here's what it is. It's, it's, you still want Chuck E. Cheese cheese pizza. You at your big age are still going to Chuck E. Cheese. 
and, and, but, but you came in contact with somebody who put you on to some, some, just some glory. You had some steak and lobster on the same plate. It's one thing to have steak and lobster on different plates. The steak and lobster's on the same plate, and the, the, the lobster's on top of the steak. And on top of that is some truffle oil. Mm, some asparagus. I'm getting hungry up here. And, and you experience this, but yet you say, man, I think I'm going to drive down past what God has put in front of me as evidence that I've upgraded what I used to want. I'll drive past it, ignore it, and go to the same immaturity that I once was in. He wants to mature you, and how he does it is he's, again, he's building and he's creating, he's, well, here it is, he's giving you godly character. He don't want you to stay the same. How about this? I don't want to stay the same. Get, make me my best self. I don't want pizza parties no more. Let me put a three-piece, a nice double-breasted on and put some nice cologne on. Take me out. Perfect me. Show me the things that I, 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 didn't, I don't even have an idea how to wrap my mind around. Things I don't even know about. Take me there. Where is that place? It's not here. It will never be here. But as you are here, he can start giving you glimpses of how precious and how beautiful, watch this, his presence is. Not just material things. Don't do that. That's easy. He's just like, okay. You need to pay your bills, all right. You need a new job, here you go. He wants to build in you things that you, that eye hasn't seen, yeah. ear hasn't heard. Mm. Yeah. It's maturing you. And this, this completion, it's interesting they would put it complete, right? Because it's like, well, am, I ever, ever, am I ever gonna be complete here? No, but you're being complete here. There's a process. Listen, completion will never happen until Jesus comes back. That's why you need endurance to live in this life. Because one day, the aches and the pains, the sickness, the death, will be no more. We ain't got to go to the hospital no more. Glorified bodies. Some of y'all had aches and pains because it rained today. I'm not going to say what demographic that is, but what age range that is. 
I'm careful. <laughs> but just imagine, there will be no cloudy days. There'll be no more suffering. But while you're here, watch this, there's work to do. He doesn't say work for your salvation. He says work from your salvation because you have been redeemed. And now that you've been redeemed, I'm giving you the opportunity to be used by me. You ain't going to want nothing if you submit to what he's doing. You want for nothing. Your earthly part of you is like, if I can have that, sure. Yeah, or yes, please give me that. But if you, if you long for the day, if you long for the experience that I get to feel here, that's why we, they, the, the scripture says that we should we not neglect the gathering of the saints. We, listen, y'all be trying to go up in here. Let's lift them high. Those moments are greater than anything else you can get materially on this earth. Coming to a close. He's maturing you. Here, here's, here's one passage. Isaiah 48, verse 10. Look, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. I, I um, used to watch this often. Uh, it was on Discovery Channel, and um, and um, it was how to make marbles. I used to watch the series how to make how to make how to make how to make bubble gum. I like that was all this random stuff. But they said how to make marbles, and there were they showed two types of marbles. They had one glass marble, and they just you know they had this process, these press, and the fire, and all these things. I was like, that's cool. But then they got fancy. And it, they had marbles that had color in it. And what the marble had to do is this piece of glass had to go in the fire, come out, and be formed. But then in order to add a color, they had to take these sticks that had different colors on them, wrap it in there, and put it back in the fire. Bring it out, form it. Then it went back in the fire. Added another color, went back in the fire. Added another color, went back in the fire. And then after a while, there was this beautiful marble that had so many different colors in it. What am I trying to say? Don't settle for just a glass marble. Give me some definition. What does endurance, what does suffering do? It gives you character. So that when people are around you, they said, man, you sure you got joy? I, I see some scars and, and I see some bumps and some bruises, but, but yeah, you got some pep in your step because you know that it was producing something. He was refining you. He was renewing you. He was restoring you. He was making you beautiful. Isn't that how it is? cross, we would never think that the cross would be beautiful. We 
would never think that a man losing his life would be the greatest gift of all time. Someone being, being whipped, barely being able to breathe. We would never see that as being beautiful. But those of us who accept that one who was beaten and bruised, say how beautiful is that our Savior was crushed for us. It's, it's hard. I know it is. But he's building something in you. We don't want to suffer. My past is my realm. I guarantee you, I'm going to get all no's. Like, no more suffering. You want to suffer? No.
do with this Holy Spirit and is guiding you through every affliction. Watch this so that you can do work that if somebody else comes around you in their affliction, you can be used because you can testify that if he made a way for me, surely he'll make a way for you.
Blessed is the one who endures trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Help us to love you more than anything else. Because in that, we will experience things we may not have ever experienced before. Father, be gracious to us. Continue to mature us. Continue to complete us. Help us to see that because we have you, we do lack nothing. Pray these things in Jesus' name and every glad heart said, Amen. Amen. This is an opportunity for us
won't keep you. Hello, this is Dr. Eric Mason, founder of Passive Epiphany Fellowship. Thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully the word of God was a blessing to you. Also, if you want to help us build the kingdom from Philly and beyond, particularly in inner cities, partner with us today. And if you don't know Jesus as Savior, based on his death, burial, and resurrection, place your confidence in him and go from spiritual death to spiritual life. Tune in next time so we can see you go from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. God bless you. Take care. We love you. We love you.